0: Monica here, welcome to the data podcast for nerds, where we get to talk to amazing professionals and ask them all about how they use data to solve the world's problems. Basically to highlight all of the really cool data careers that are available out there that you might not think are data related. And also we always include some fun bits because we're all nerds here and we love to have fun. So today with us we have Nirmal Toki. How are you, Nirmal?
1: I'm doing great. Thank you for having me today. Uh, Yeah, excited for this conversation.
0: Absolutely. Glad to have you here. So we typically start off our episodes by understanding origin stories. So if you could, tell us a little bit about your background and how you got to where you are today in your career.
1: Yeah, thank you. Uh, it's always great to start with uh, where, where I started uh, my data career, right? So I think, yeah, I, I always say that everyone's stories uh, is always unique, right, on their own. That uh, that we all go through different stages to to get to uh, the profession or the dream job you want. My career, you know, like if I look back, uh, has has never been a linear path. Uh, it it's, uh, has been some ups and downs. Uh, it took a few hoops, you know, to to get to where I wanted to, and that's where I mean I'm I'm pretty sure everyone can relate that, you know, like nothing is a straight path, right? Mm -hmm. Uh, I actually came to States uh, to do my master's in 2007. Uh, I finished my master's, I came to New York City, uh, you know, like everyone with the dream of American dream, coming to study here and maybe trying to find a good job to settle in here, right? So that was definitely in the mind. Uh, 2009, if you guys remember, was I mean, the great recession time in the U.S. Oh, so yeah. I happened I happen to graduate <laughs> then, you know. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, everyone who graduated on the big recession time. So so these days when I talk to uh, my mentees, you know, like, who is struggling to find jobs, I, I give my own example, right? Because going back that, like, you know, like the decade, we had the same cycle, right? So that the market was worse. And, and I try to motivate them that, hey, stay positive and then, keep, mm-hmm. keep, uh, you know, banging it, you know, so, so yeah, 2009, I mean, obviously I, I came here to finish my master's. I, I was thinking that, you know, like right after graduation, I'll, I'll get picked up in a tech job. Uh, but, but obviously things doesn't go the way you want. Right. And, and, yeah. uh, because of recession, it was hard finding the tech tech job at the same time, uh, especially being on the student visa, uh, in the, from the immigration side also was not helping much because uh, I was able to land on a few interviews, but uh, ultimately, you know, like they are not sponsoring the visa, the limited ones, the, th- those were hiring, you know. Uh, uh, and then I came across a special pilot program that was started by U.S. Army. Uh, it was called MAVNI. Uh, I think they began somewhere around uh, the same time uh, 2008 or nine, I forgot. Uh, so then a friend of mine uh, told me about it. I I did some research and then I met all the requirements. I I went through their selection process and, uh, I ended up being, uh, going on U.S. Army, you know? So, so that was a little bit of, uh, uncommon, you know, path. Uh, but if I look back now, I think that was probably one of the best decisions I made. Uh, you know, so I, I learned a lot. I, I went in as a different person and came out as a different person. Uh, leadership skills, team building skills, communication skills, a lot of things I learned. Uh, then after military, I, I got my first data job, data analyst with the federal uh organization, you know, uh, working for Navy from San Diego. Uh so most of my data exposure happened on that career stage. Uh, I working uh, as a cybersecurity analyst, but most of the time uh, kind of like getting the data, uh, you know, processing it, building reports, uh, mm-hmm. trying to give as much insights as possible to the leadership to make the right decision. So started getting more fascinated about the data because when I came to the US, like I never took data as a major during my master's and I never realized I would probably go in the data path, you know. Uh, but during I I was working as a cybersecurity analyst, the, the the company, the federal company had a program where uh, if folks are interested to sign up, they, they had a program to uh, support the tuition, uh, you know, and, and let them go to the school. So I got selected to be one of those candidates uh, to go to University of California, San Diego, uh, UCSD for my master's in data science. And after I finished that, obviously opened up more doors uh, Mm -hmm. in the private industry. Uh, My first job was with Wells Fargo uh, as a data scientist title. Uh, Then I got picked up by Microsoft, you know, so that's my journey so far.
0: (laughs) Nice. So I love that you emphasize the different transitioning paths into data and not being linear. Um, There are tons of us out there that, you know, don't have linear paths. And I like to highlight that just because um, no matter where you come from and where you are now, if you're interested in a data career, you can definitely get there.
1: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I think this is one of the best fields, like you said, one one beauty about this data science career path is it can welcome anyone from any field right any domain Mm -hmm. because if you if we think about it every domain has data Uh, they're collecting some some sort of data you know that Mm -hmm. uh, like the industry has moved to the direction of data driven um, getting you know digitalized and, and all so uh, everyone needs the, the data nerds or data folks, yes. you know, <laughs> in a way. <laughs> yes. So uh, I think I'm talking to folks, someone come from data analyst background, or uh, there, was, there was an interesting story I might want to share because uh, I, I was teaching a mentoring class, uh, you know, earlier, and I still do through the Great Learning Platform. Uh, there was one uh, candidate, one learner, who kind of like got my attention was, uh, she was, uh, you know, driving through her motivation. Just just the motivation was the only key factor there uh, to become a data analyst and then start her career in the data uh, because her career path was was completely, uh, you know, disjointed in a way. Uh, she was a tattoo artist in Las Vegas. So, and then coming from that background to somehow igniting somewhere, you know, like her passion about hey i love charts i love visualizations because maybe the 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 only connection i can see there is 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 the the visualization paint you know like the the creativity (laughs) of the tattoo artist and and then and somehow she said that kind of linked towards her passion of you know like visualizing or looking at the data to build a story you know and 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 that was her first motivation and and she did that course, and then she converted herself to become a data analyst and working for a company, you know, and and I still find that one of the very fascinating example. If I talk, when I talk to folks that people come from different backgrounds, you know,
0: yes, Uh, absolutely. I'm smiling so hard because I literally, I have a blog post that talks about just that. Um, oh, about wow. the transitioning skills. My go-to example is always a hairdresser. But then most recently, because I just got a new tattoo. This is my okay. paw. And, yeah. um, so I talked about tattoo artists as well right. because of the, you know, the visualization, the artistic abilities. Yeah. They take in business requirements, right? I say, like, this is the tattoo that I want, and yeah. this is how I want it to look. So those are the business requirements, right? Yes. And then yes. they say, you know, oh, that's a good idea. Maybe if you want a face tattoo, they say that's not a good idea. You know what I mean? The people that ask right. for those weird dashboards right, right. and stuff. So completely translatable the transitional skills totally there for tattoo artists so that's why I was smiling so hard I was like yes that's exactly right I'm so glad that there's a real life person that, that made that transition
1: right uh, initially <laughs> I was I'll thinking to to yeah. <laughs> yeah definitely uh, and it's funny initially I, I was not thinking from that that mindset that hey what well, could be this 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 intersection or this this igniting Uh, motivation and now I can completely see it you know
0: I love it I love it all right so we have already started talking about the fun bits so I'll officially transition to our fun bits section All right, so you mentioned earlier that every domain has data. Every domain needs a data analyst, right? And you specifically work in the cybersecurity domain, is that correct? Yes, yes. All right. So I myself also am a security nerd and would like to nerd out on why cybersecurity is the most amazing domain.
1: (laughs) Uh, Yeah, I mean... Like I said, when I first got my job, I, I worked in, in Wells Fargo. I thought the FinTech industry uh, will, will be very interesting and will be my uh, you know, uh, interest of domain. Uh, initially, that's why I tell folks that, hey, don't hesitate to try different things. You, you probably don't know until you try things out. Uh, uh, over there, I was actually working with a little bit of close proximity with the security itself because most of the projects I worked on was from the fraud, you know, uh, department, we're building some fraud detection models and all. Uh, because my background uh, for the entire four years after leaving the military, like I said before, working for a federal uh, employer was the cybersecurity data analyst, I had built up that that domain, you know, and, and somehow when I was in the fintech industry, uh, I, I, I kind of realized that for a successful data scientist, you know, or or data nerd, you know, whichever title they have, uh, it's always the, the data is not just numbers. The data is, you know, it, 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 it has to tie with some sort of metadata. It has to tie with some sort of data dictionary and to understand and break that down, you know, so you need to have that domain expertise somehow. Initially, you may not have it, but I always suggest folks keep building on it, you know. And you will find your area of interest, and it happened to be cyber for me because of maybe that four years of work, you know, like experience as a cyber analyst. And I'm trying different industry, but didn't feel like that was my cup of tea, you know. And then I came back to cyber, and I enjoy doing it, you know. Like it's it's a uh, it, it happened to be a very rare intersection uh, that that people in cybersecurity itself is highly in demand. People with mm-hmm. data science also is highly in demand. So imagine that that intersection becomes, you know, more cumulative effect, right, for the demand. Uh, and with all this new technology coming up, that you know, the more control or more defense we have uh, from from our side, uh, I think this the same door opens up for the adversaries as well, right? So mm-hmm. they also have access to all these technologies. Uh, they can come up with new tactics and, and techniques you know so it's very fascinating field uh it, it, it it's never boring because you know uh, that's why they say like uh, security if you are in security right mostly we are in the blue team or the defensive team uh, that's how the industry term is uh, they have to get it right once if you if they are in the adversary team mm-hmm. and we have to get it right every single time right yeah. so there's so that that's pretty much the, the bottom line here. <laughs>
0: <laughs> what is your favorite part about working in the cybersecurity domain? Like what types of projects are your favorite to work on?
1: Oh, yeah. For me, I think I enjoy uh, some kind of behavioral-based analysis mm-hmm. uh, to mix it with security, right? So I'm, I'm trying to do more research and, and then my passion taking me towards that that line of work where uh, user's behavior or device behavior, you know, you, we call it the entity in, in in our world, you know, so entity could be anything is a user, uh, like the account. Uh, the, these days we usually mostly use the, uh, not the user account, maybe the uh, machine generated tokens or the credentials, and they are also called entities. Uh, then the behavior of them, right? So so it's very interesting to 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 look at it from many perspectives and when i say many perspective all all this different perspective becomes the attributes uh, in the data science world or features you know in in ml world Uh, so we're trying to understand hey what is a normal baseline behavior uh, for this particular entity versus what is anomalous behavior uh where it where it is you know deviating for that baseline and it's every entity is different, you know, it's, mm-hmm. it's hard to generalize, right? I I a uh, quick example could be like, I normally go from, I mean, work from office, for example. I have a particular set of, set of location or machines, IPs logging in. Uh, my baseline becomes pretty steady that I work from that. And then I cannot apply the same principle to another team member of me if he or C, uh, you know, does the hybrid mode of uh, working style right maybe sometimes they're traveling uh, to, to add in conferences or some work related travel and then if we apply just regular uh, deviation from behavior to what has been applied to me to that particular person uh, it won't work mm-hmm. uh, the normal train the baseline for, for that person is different right mm-hmm. uh, so the behavioral analysis it, to summarize it's, it's usually in the industry it's, it's called user entity behavior analysis or ueba right it's, it, this industry okay. has come up uh, along you know like very various findings and with this new technologies like the, the advanced generative ai models i think we can probably do a little bit more and uh, that's where I, i'm more interested these days uh, how behavior of the users is is related to the security right and and yeah and if you think about it ultimately it's somehow uh, somehow somewhere there has to be the entry point right they have to break in somehow right yes okay. we can picture this as as a physical world versus the cyber world same thing right they have to break yeah. in somehow and, and then if they break in like how their behavior changes right so i always give this example that hey I come to my house if there's, if there's a monitoring camera, then, then if it's a smart home system, then it should actually start recording like what I do uh, mm-hmm. as, as, a, as a normal behavior, right? Uh, if my key is stolen, I mean, the lock is doing its own job. I mean, it's going to open up, right? <laughs> if someone right. finds the right key. So th- if they come in, then if their behavior is completely different, right? So they're going to start looking for the stuff in my house like because if, if they have a different intent and it has to deviate from what I usually do versus that person uh, coming into my house right Mm -hmm. same same thing applies to the cyber world I guess Uh, so it's it's kind of fascinating
0: it really is and it really does apply to your point to any situation so those behavioral analytics I think personally are the funnest to look at
1: yeah that's where my interest is currently
0: so (laughs) yeah so I saw about a few months ago, you gave a talk at a conference and your talk was called Demystifying Data Science Careers. And in that talk, you mentioned about top skills needed by data professionals. Can you go into that?
1: Yeah, yeah, sure. Uh, thank you for bringing that up. Uh, and I'm glad uh, you you came across that, that video, you know. Uh, so I, I talked about uh, how the data industry, like how people trying to switch career from from various tracks, like we discussed before. It could be multiple uh, transitioning path. Then I came up with what could be the top skills, and it's always hard to to exactly map it because uh, it it could be some people coming from data analyst background, some people coming from data engineering background uh, with more engineering mindset or the software engineering skills. You come from data analyst background, you already have the, you know, the communication or at least the dashboarding, that kind of skill. But what could be uh, some of the general or the common ones was 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 the idea that I was kind of like trying to pitch in there because uh, it, 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 it can be sometimes, you know, mind-boggling, like, hey, so many tools is coming up, so many skills are required, but is there any, you know, top high-ranked ones? So for me, in my experience, I feel like uh, Python and SQL Uh, and some one at least visualization tool uh, it doesn't really matter whether you do power bi tableau you know so as long as you understand the concept and functionality behind it Mm -hmm. Uh, for the data analyst to the data science i think those are some of the uh, required skills Uh, data science itself, i like to visualize it as two different verticals one is like analytical side one is the core ml side Uh, so this skills that i was talking earlier is is for the analytics side, um, the job titles are data scientists, product analytics, data scientists, business analytics. You know, so they try to focus to to mostly to the product side, uh, and then less uh, you know heavy on the machine learning side, but they are more heavy on uh, the hypothesis testing, uh, mm-hmm. building the experiment. You know, uh, A/B testing, those kind of nature. Uh, if you come to the core ml side then you just have to add uh to the sql and python that i was saying you just have to add a few more things like the ml framework right uh, more from the statistical modeling side uh so as long as you add those then you you are pretty much uh qualified to to choose your both tracks depending on your interest some people like to stay more towards the product analytics track some people like to stay towards core ml track uh, either one is fine, you know, uh, but, but I think, yeah, so, so to summarize, I think I would probably say Python SQL, uh, if you are dealing with the big data, like we are in our domain, uh, most of the domains these days deal with big data. So, uh, Spark, you know, uh, the Python version is usually easy to pick up. It's by Spark. Yeah. Uh, then visualization tool, like I mentioned and then the ML framework, right? So those should be my top five. Uh, And because data people uh, sit in between the business and engineering, uh, I also focus on the uh, business skills, like communication skills, uh, the, you know, like uh, storytelling skills, those are also important.
0: So you mentioned that people should get familiar with a visualization tool. Mm-hmm. And you said it doesn't matter which, which I completely agree. But I am curious which one is your
1: favorite. Uh, <laughs> well, I, right now I, I, I might be biased, uh, but <laughs> I think uh, Power BI is, is okay. what I, we use mostly. You know. Uh, okay. But, but like I said, I think... Any tool is fine. Uh, Power BI has come a long way too. They have now added the copilot uh, to do a lot of the AI stuff as well. Um, oh.
0: Y- yeah. Okay. So. Have you played around with that AI? You yeah. Copilot. So, okay.
1: Yeah. So it's called the Power BI copilot. Internally, we call it. I don't know if they have come up with the external name yet. Uh, most of the things that Microsoft has been releasing is. Uh, tagging along as as a copilot, right? Like the GitHub copilot, uh, R B I copilot, Windows copilot, things like that. Okay. Uh, so yeah, it is pretty pretty fascinating because you pretty much give the commands through the natural language. You type uh, your description, what you want to build, and then it's it's gonna use some sort of templatized architecture behind the scene, uh, do some initial data pre-processing based on the commands or or those. Uh, natural language being passed to them what is being asked and it it builds the visualization so it's pretty cool
0: that's awesome yeah i haven't played around with that um and i was wondering how good it was that's cool so also another part of your talk you were uh, mentioning learning resources and that's something that i always ask my guests is if you're trying to learn something new where do you go to learn those new things. And so I'm assuming that in this talk that you gave, it came from, you know, your own personal learnings. So can you go into those learning resources that you shared?
1: Yeah, so especially the the resources I like mostly for, for data science side is uh, uh, if you are initially building the projects uh, for your portfolio, uh, Kaggle is uh, one of the favorites because they have uh, various kinds of data sources and all. Uh, but but that's just for the initial stage, right? And because most of the data coming to the Kaggle uh, are kind of like predefined nature uh, to the problem statement. So it's mostly coming up with clean. Uh, mm-hmm. Sometimes kind of limits your ability to learn a little bit more. Uh, and it's all about the research papers or articles, but it also has the uh, supporting code, you know? Uh, so any, anyone wants to dig, do a deeper dive, uh like what what they are doing how they are doing uh the paper might answer the what questions but those you know with the, the code you can probably uh, learn a little bit more uh I have been finding you know the few websites like people are writing great blogs in in the uh, medium towards data science those are my favorite blocks you know mm-hmm. uh coming across them uh and every tool packages if you're interested to learn I think first I I I tell folks to probably do the Google search for that particular uh, you know company itself if they have a good source of documentation. For the most part, some of those tools coming up, they have a great source of documentation and they are always the uh, the ground truth, you know because uh, mm. I was recently I'm trying to learn the uh, Langchain, you know, the new thing that's coming up, yes. how to interact with the language models and and they have done amazingly good in documentation, right? So it's very easy mm. to go in there. Uh, documentation understand everything from there and, and and then and then maybe someone already have implemented a piece of code if you're trying to do something uh and it makes sense you can try to tie those two things together right always the ground truth like this the whoever is the owner or builder of that tool have they released some sort of documentation right uh, look for that uh yeah those are the few things uh follow the right people on LinkedIn That's another good source of information coming from. Helps to build your network as well as learn. You know, people are, there's pretty good content creators out there. Uh, So, yeah.
0: Definitely. Good advice. Speaking of advice, um, if there are people that are a little bit nervous about the cybersecurity domain because it could be a little intimidating what would your words of encouragement be for them
1: yeah that's a good question i think uh it it sounds a little bit you know intimidating in the in the beginning that's what i felt too uh, because hey uh uh do do i have to you know uh be be so much uh precision oriented because this anything can go wrong at any point of time, maybe our, our network is compromised, device is compromised, or we are hacked, so. But looking at it, like once you get into the industry, uh, the, the, the problem is divided into various layers. Mm-hmm. In cybersecurity world, I think you are also coming from security background. Uh, it's co- it is called the defense in depth, right? So nothing is just relied on, on, on one layer. It's, it's a combination of all layer working working together, uh, you know? So, so to protect the, uh, the mass attack, right? Uh, so so there's a DDoS layer, the outside perimeter. Then uh, it, it just follows that uh, OSI model, right? Uh, they call it open uh, something, right? Security uh, interface layer model. So I think it does look scary or sound scary in the beginning, but as you start working on it, you, you realize how neatly it, it's built, you know, how, how we are trying to protect something with, with multiple uh, layers of protection and everyone is doing their, their, their job at, at, at different layers. And you, you might be covering only a subset on that, on that layers. Right. Again, coming from military background, I, I always like to tie to the, the cyber thing with, with the actual warfare uh, when we were trained to go and set up our base or, or we, we set up our home, you know, uh, when you are in the field, uh, you follow all these protocols to how you, how you set up your, uh, defense in depth, right? Uh, so we probably start putting the barricade around. We probably start putting guards around. Uh, those are our outside layers. And as you come in, you know, like, and just imagine same thing. The center of it is data. Everyone is going to come for your data, right? so uh data is your treasure that you're protecting uh, i mean ultimately that is what it is uh and then yeah so so I, I i my suggestion will be that you will be a part of this fascinating field covering a small subset uh, for the bigger picture so if you just think about a bigger picture and kind of like build that fear uh, before you begin the career it's not going to help But as you get in, you're going to be finding it a lot interesting. And then the other part about this big picture is your interest may be like sometimes you might want to work in one particular uh, field within the cybersecurity, then you may be able Mm -hmm. to work in another field, right? So the example I gave before was maybe I am interested right now in the behavior analytics. Maybe in future I I might grow interest in something else, right? Mm -hmm. So it provides a lot of this, this different variance of opportunity.
0: It really does. Yeah. Yep. And us as data professionals, as you mentioned, with the threat actors trying to steal our data, it's our responsibility to keep the data safe.
1: Yes. Yes. <laughs> you know, for the fact that one thing is sure that they are coming, you know, somehow, somewhere. Yes. <laughs> you may not see it right away, but they're trying somehow. So that's the thing. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yep. Yeah. Well, do you have any final recommendations for the listeners out there?
1: Yeah, so I would say uh don't get uh nervous about the the current job market or you know like hey uh how I'm going to land to my dream job. Uh it, it is a slow process. Uh, the, the the one common suggestion I give to everyone is uh yeah, it's 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 sometimes easier said than done, but it's, it's just a process of how uh, to build your continuous dedication, discipline to learn new things uh, and then upskilling, right? So uh, I have failed many interviews, uh, you know, everyone sees the success. Nobody talks about their failures, uh, but the thing is uh, you, you, as long as you learn from each of these, uh, you know, failed event or interviews or whatever you, you, you are currently going through, it's just building you one step closer to to your target right uh just keep working hard on it and then uh yeah it it will be it will be there right so uh the 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 reason i'm bringing this topic as my final suggestion is because based on my uh mentoring sessions a lot of people are bringing up that that thing that hey uh, is there a problem in my resume you know uh, i i thought i did very well in the technical interview what just happened right Uh, there could be many factors and and giving the best and doing the best is only thing you can control Uh, sometimes we worry about things that we cannot control right Uh, so uh, in microsoft our security lead uh, charlie Bell, he he said one thing and i really liked about it it's like most of the times we uh we we think about like hey i'm panicking i'm taking a lot of stress about resolving this issue and problem and down the line, after a few months, you look back and hey, that thing never happened, right? Uh, mm-hmm. So, so that 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 is that is always keep in mind, right? So, so things that is out of your hand, it's it's, it's okay, right? Yeah. Everyone has gone through the same process, and, and it is the right time for the right thing to happen. So,
0: absolutely, absolutely. Well, normal. Thank you so much for coming on the show and sharing your knowledge with the listeners. If they have any further questions, where can they find and/or follow you?
1: Yeah. So the LinkedIn is uh, is the go-to uh, for me. I use uh, that to share my uh, learnings, whatever I'm coming across. I'm I'm fairly active. Uh, you know, I try to share as much as I could uh, to help in the career. Uh, Most of my content is around data science or data analytics, you know? So yeah, I I would say uh, you can find me on LinkedIn, uh, connect me and then there's further questions. uh, In my profile, there's a link to to book the session, you know? Uh, It could be any informal chat, you know? Uh, You wanna have your resume reviewed quickly. Uh, You have some questions about your career, ongoing career path, you know, anything. I'm, I'm more than happy to help uh, I've done a lot of sessions and, and the, the, the only motivation I get is to hearing back the positive feedbacks from the folks. So, so I'll be happy to connect with anyone if interested.
0: Awesome. Well, thank you so very much again for being on the show with us.
1: Thank you for having me. Uh, my pleasure. And, and, uh, I hope that this conversation has sparked some, some of the learnings for the folks, you know, especially you want to choose your career around the cybersecurity or even in general in data analytics field so uh yeah thanks again for having me and uh, it was fun
0: absolutely and as always folks happy learning